Get ready for inspirational, motivational, purpose-driven conversation with Courtney Cottrell and Dr. Pat Vasily. This is Unapologetically Favored, a show where you will learn to be yourself, love yourself, and walk in your purpose without fear or worry. Courtney is a leader of many and a friend to all. She is a passionate speaker, author, and 21-year active duty master chief with the United States Navy, here to show you that obstacles are everywhere. But the moment you stop letting your setbacks define you, you start to see yourself in a brilliant new light. Find your confidence, own your power, and never apologize for who you are. Unapologetically favor starts now. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Unapologetically Favored here on Transformation Talk Radio. You are with myself, Courtney Cottrell, and the lovely Dr. Pat. Um, and today's show episode is going to be talking about rejection. Is it for your protection or is it a redirection of your life and your circumstances of what you're going through. We are just trying to reframe and restructure your mind and your thought process, taking it from the negative to the positive. And again, I am Courtney Cottrell. I am an author, a motivational speaker. Um, I do have three books that are available for purchase on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, Target, anywhere there's an online book retail source, you will find my book. You can also check me out at unapologeticallyfavorite.net. So welcome. How are you, Dr. Pat? I'm good. I like this topic. I like it. Let me tell you why I like this topic, because you didn't know this and I didn't know this when we started to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Rejection, protection or redirection. We didn't know that I would be so glued to watching the world championship field and uh, track and field going on right now. Okay. Yes, yes. Start on the 15th, going into the 24th. And we're talking about this because there has been a little bit of all of it. Right. There's been a little bit of all of it. Right. There have been some of the most odd stories to wrap our minds around, you know, why somebody gets disqualified from a race for being too quick out of the gate, like after the gun goes off. Hello, right. I don't even right. know what that means. And then there's, you know, Devon, Devon Allen, his story of being so fast to 0. 0.001 mm. that not a human being could sit and say, oh, my gosh, the machine. I mean, I mean. But how do these stories turn out to be something? I don't think I don't think when Devon Allen woke up that day that he would realize that he would be the catalyst for right. changing the landscape of track and field and automatic timers. Do you? Right, right, right. But it is funny because when we start talking about, you know, people's successes and their wins, um, their rewards, you know, on this end, we always see them when they're in their winning season. Right. But we don't really think about the persistence, the, the work they had to put into it, the continuation of the training and still going on. Even after somebody told them, no, they would never make it. They are not fast enough. They got to get their speed together. They got to do whatever it is um, a little bit more to get to where they're at. And that's what we're talking about today. Just this the, the rejection. And, you know, as we, we talk about this topic today, I just want everybody just to remember that, you know, you're comeback is always going to be better than that setback. But with that, you have to uh, persevere. You have to keep going even through that rejection piece. 
you know, it is highly important if you want to get, you know, to your ultimate goal or your destination or where you want to be in life. And, 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 you know, when we think about the word rejection, it always comes with a negative thought. The word is being, you know, just negative period. And we become upset about it. We question what we did wrong, you know, our, ourselves, our value, our worth. But we are here today to change that narrative, to take the negative out of that word, to give it a more positive vibe so that, you know, you can flourish in your life without feeling rejected, devalued, um, and unworthy. Yeah. I love that we're talking about this. I mean, when I first started my show, there were so many people in a new thought field that wanted me to change a word in my signature. What plays at the beginning of my show? What would you do if you knew you could not fail? I started that question over 20 years ago and they didn't like like the word fail. And I said, okay, I'm not changing it because it's, it's the story of my life. Right. I, I don't know how to, what, what do you want me to say? What, how you want? And I got a lot of people, going, what would you do if you knew you could not succeed? I said, okay, that is not me. But I want to know <laughs> what option. would you do if you knew you could not fail? Because right. we feel failure. We feel right. rejection. Right. I've been rejected. You've been rejected. Oh, honey, let me tell you. Mm. So oh but first I'm going to say this, you know, we talk about the failure first attempt in learning. And I tell people, it's never a failure unless you decide to just lay down and never stand back up ever again. That is when you fail. If you have a setback, it is a learning experience because you learned what not to do. Now that's one X off and you could try something different because that no just meant next opportunity. But I do remember myself. Oh, I've been rejected a couple of times. And I think that's what has made me more resilient and, and, and has kind of brought me back from the dead, so to speak, because it was, I'm not going to play victim. I'm not going to lie down and, and wallow in my emotions and, you know, sit in traffic on the highway, just not wanting to be here anymore. I had to make a choice either, you know, just let life pass me by, continue to feel sorry, um, about, you know, for myself or get up and show people better than I can tell people. Um, I, there was a, a I had a, a relationship that went sour, um, really, really bad. And, you know, it I always said I would never be that one to have a relationship. And it just drags me down to the pits. But I turned into that person. You know, I found myself just not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to people. I didn't want to socialize. I didn't want to be outside. I'm questioning my existence because it hurt. You know, it hurt and you go and they say it takes double the amount of time to get over a relationship. You know, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I guess I think it is. I think I think it's pretty close. And I I think it does depend, too. Um, You know, especially I mean, there are stories where, you you know, people work together. Oh, that. Oh, oh, my goodness. That's like, (laughs) like, really? You know, and and then there are the whole friend thing. You have a relationship and your friends divide. Right. Right. So the reason it's hard is because you're not the only player in the game. Right. Right. It is. There's no question. Yeah. You you have that loyalty and that trust and you're given all of you. You're vulnerable with these individuals. You know, you're given everything. You're sharing your darkest secrets because you're trusting that they are protecting you. And when you're rejected or when they, you know, disrupt that peace and that trust in a relationship, it destroys you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, you are a destroyed individual, but yeah. it, but the, 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 you know, but the meat and potatoes of everything is how do you push past that? How do you get past that? How did you get past yours? Well, I'll tell you one of the things that you are going to talk about, and it's really important is the idea of rejection and mental health. Now oh my my, gosh, yes. you all have heard me talk about, I come from a family 
where mental health, mental health issues and crisis are in it. My mom committed suicide. So let's mm-hmm. start off with that. Right. Um, I buried all my sisters, drugs, alcohol, some kind of addiction going out there. Just saying my uh, stepmom's heart exploded. So I know a little bit about that. I'm a survivor because there's somebody that stepped out to help me in a way that these folks could not be helped. Right. However, when we are rejected. And I'm going to say that because it feels like that. So Mm -hmm. we got to get real with the word if we're going to help people with it. It's hard when somebody says, don't feel that way. Okay. First of all, you have to understand what's going on with this word. I was rejected from every school I applied to in a doctoral program. Every one. Like I sent out 25 applications. Wow. But one. And there was a lesson you learned from that. But there are things that you feel rejected. But when it comes to people, mm-hmm. man, that gets at the very core of who we are. But let's talk about this. You and I have something in common. Parents. Ooh. Parents. Rejection. Our family. When the family mm-hmm. rejects you, mm. it's like a capital R. I don't know. What's your experience with that? So I know, so in my, my first book, Unapologetically Favorite, you know, I, I actually talk about that because I, I have experienced, you know, having an absent parent, my, my father, and you find yourself questioning, was I a bad child? What did I do wrong? You know, why doesn't he love me? Um, you know, just what is your reasoning behind not wanting to spend time. I mean, I didn't ask to be here and I'm not going to hunt you down, you know? So if you know I'm here, why are you not reaching out to me or, um, you know, checking on me and, and, and being my support system when I, when, I, when I need you? But as I've gotten older, you know, I think about him, what he was going through probably when, you know, I was coming into this world and the, the mindset behind that. And the longer, and this is for anybody with parental rejection or, you know, don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. I promise you it's not your fault. Sometimes, you know, our parents are doing only what they know. And because we expect them to be so great, you know, we, we elevate them to a level that they are not on. And it only upsets us when they are not meeting the expectations that we're putting upon them. So we become broken. So I had to kind of come back down a little bit and just say, you know what, you know, I'm gonna love my father regardless. If he was to call me right now and say something was wrong, I would be on my way to go make sure he was okay. Um, one, because that is my father. He, he, he helped bring me into this world. I appreciate him. Um, but, you know, right now he's probably thinking, I don't have an answer to any question that she has to ask me right now. Hmm. So it's easier to avoid me than it is to come back in my life at the age of 41 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what people think about this, but these wounds go deep. Oh, they They're do. deep. And, you know, Courtney and I can be talking about these things right now because we're at a point where we've had some time, right? Mm-hmm. There's been some time. And what I mean by there's been some time, there's been some time, but I will tell you, I am the person that came home one day and found all of my teenage belongings on the front in bags in the front yard. Oh, wow. And the door locked and could not get back in the house. And it was one of the most painful experiences of my life. Not because of that, because I had a brother. 
a younger brother Mm -hmm. who stood at the door as I was standing there trying to make sense of what does this mean? And then I was told, get out. And there I was, just get out. And, you know, there were a lot of things we could talk about, about what led up to that and how that happened. But to look back and think, I may never be coming back here. I may never see that brother again. I may never be back here. I may never be in that house. That came before, where am I going to go? You see? Now, I'm not going to spend the show talking about how the the wounds were repaired in that. They were. Mm -hmm. And what led up to that and what changed it and what my part was. But in the end, it's still a rejection. It It still hurts. Oh, yes. Never forget it. You never forget it. But it's all about how, you know, you allow yourself to heal from that. Because if not, you're, you're never going to, you never you're never going to move forward in your life. It just won't happen. Yeah, that's why I brought it up, Courtney, because, you know, one of the things is it's one thing to have 25 schools just say, nope, you can't come here. We get over those things. Right. Right. Or we have other options. Okay, you don't like me. I'm going to wait for this other school. Actually, Linda helped me with that. But (laughs) you know what? Okay, I don't go to school. I'm going to go to Seattle and I'm going to just party up on Capitol Hill with my Harley Davidson and my colleague. That's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) You were living life at a young age. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. But the relationships between people and rejection, how do we focus on that and look at that? rejection, protection, or redirection aspect? So, you know, I was, I have this uh, thing that I share with people sometimes when they're talking to me and I get into my motivational mode. And it was just recently, I think like last week, I started sharing a story um, about how we always want to grip the steering wheel of our life. We want to grip the steering wheel of our life and drive everything ourselves to where we feel we are supposed to be going. But sometimes that steering wheel, you might find yourself trying to go to the right and the steering wheel is being yanked to the left. You know, you have to let go and and trust the process because, you know, the purposes of of our lives, you know, even, you know, if we, if that includes going against the grain, our family, our friends, our coworkers, um, whatever, you know, we want to drive that purpose. And we don't really care, but we have to figure out how do we how are we going to become disciplined and obedient, obedient and trust the process of life so that you understand that everything happens for a reason. Because um, when somebody tells you no or when you feel like you're being rejected, I promise you it's for a reason. That setback is a setup for a comeback. Um, but you will never understand or never you know, get to your blessing. If you continue to hold on to what is tearing you apart, if you continue to hold on um, what you're supposed to let go, you're never going to grow and you're going to miss your blessing. You're going to miss your blessing because you decided to still keep turning right when the steering wheel was trying to go left. So the challenge for everybody today is let go of your steering wheel and see what happens. Become obedient, become disciplined and trust the process of life. Yeah. Um, The thing that is part of this and is part of this conversation is to really understand what is the impact and what can I do about it? And I think that's what you're covering right now. 
you know, it is really this conversation where as we're looking at this and we're having a conversation about it, it doesn't mean we don't look at it and understand, but I like it. You know, there's that song, Jesus, take the wheel, right? I know that's why I got that song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that song. Um, uh, But, you know, part of what people can learn is not just about how to do this, but how you did it. Let's talk about you for a minute. You have created so many ways to help people. And I want to make sure they know how to get copies of your book, but also to get copies to find out how to work with you. Let's give people some information because this is not just you and me talking about this. This is about understanding, talking about it, but then putting things in place to help other people. Isn't that what you've done? Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, I ask everybody, you know, if you hear me, you like me, you, you love the conversations me and Dr. Petter having, you know, follow me on all my social media platforms. I am on Facebook at Unapologetically Favorite. Um, I'm on Instagram at Unapologetically C-A-K. You can also find me on Twitter at the letter U Favorite Podcast. Um, and you can also check out my website, unapologeticallyfavorite.com, where you can actually catch up on all the past podcasts and conversations and everything that I do as far as media and broadcast. Um, And you can also purchase any one of three of my books, Unapologetically Favored, Wake Up, Turn Up, Bless Up, and Never Be Afraid to Eat Alone. Everything that I do is about motivation and inspiring people because, you know, I've been rejected. I felt that pain. I know that hurt. You know, sometimes I catch myself still licking the wounds, but, you know, it's all about how you heal and persevere and and cope. Um, Just trying to find a different way of looking at what's going on in your life. So yes, please, by all means, check me out. Send me some inspiration, motivation. Let's have a conversation. You, you know, I, I, I was looking at something this morning. So talk about this for a minute. You know, let's talk about what the difference is between me holding the wheel. I'm holding the wheel. Mm-hmm. But you have to know, look, here's the thing, right? Let's just, talk. so we're going to talk about Jesus hold the wheel. That's a little country okay. song, I think, okay. there, right there yes. with that, right? We got that one, Jesus take the wheel. Um, but there's another country song. You got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. Mm-hmm. And that the meaning of that song for me is exactly what we're talking about today. There's a point in time where you get, where you realize that you need for God to do for you or whatever you believe in God, Allah, you know, Allah, whatever you believe in to do for you, what you are not able to do for yourself at this time. Right. right. That's part of the rejection, right? It's also part of, you know, the de- redirection part because right. redirection, a big part of redirection, just like you've been doing since I've met you, that's what you've been doing. But you've been creating and redirecting and creating and redirecting. What have you learned from that? You know, taking your energy, the negative and letting it fuel your positive. That's 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 pretty much what I've been doing over like the past, what, like four years now. Um, Well, pretty much like all my life. Um, But, you know, taking letting that negativity fuel you, letting that anger, that upset, you know, your personal roller coaster that you find yourself on when you reject it from whatever it is, because we all go on this personal roller coaster. You know, your emotions are going, you're depressed one minute, you're happy one minute, you're crying the next minute. Now you're mad, you're angry because how could they do this to you? You know what? Then you get really angry, like forget them. You know, I spit on a grave that they're going to be buried in. You're like, you start coming up with these things. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's getting through that. You, I've learned from everything that I have been through that everything has a reason. Had I not had the parental rejection, I would not be able to relate to other people that go through that and and be that example of 
you can still make it in your life and become what you want to become. You know, had I not had a, a, a very sour relationship, I probably would not be cherishing and, and being grateful for the relationship that I have now and, and doing, you know, just being happy because I know what it feels like to have the worst. So everything that we go through with this rejection and, you know, ultimately it's a lesson. Um, a lot of times it's a piece of protection from what could have went wrong. You could have been in a, a very bad relationship. That's why that, that person never called you back after that date. You could have been in a bad business organization. That's why you did not get hired at that at that job that you were planning for. You know, there's so many things that, that could happen um, and your life is taking a different turn towards that blessing or that wish or that want that you asked for. So take your hands off the wheel, be obedient and let it happen. Let it happen, but try to cope as you're going through that emotional roller coaster. Can I tell you what I had a little? Okay. Can I tell you what I had a little moment about today? What? what? Please okay. tell me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I, so I never know what's going to hit me. And then I right. have to stop for a minute and I have to realize what is it about this that's hitting me. And I think for me, I, I'm, I love track and field. I'm watching it. I right. also love the sport that I play in. I'm in a championship. I'm in a state championship this weekend. No. And I don't know what it was about a headline that I read this morning. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute, we got to stop for a minute because we're talking about people that are unapologetically favored. And <laughs> what I reacted to was a headline that came out of one of the magazines covering the track and field. Mm -hmm. But it was about Alicia, Alicia Schmidt, the, okay. the German athlete, right? Okay. She is called the world's sexiest athlete. So the headline is world's sexiest athlete, Alicia Schmidt, suffers heartbreak at the world championships. Okay. I don't know if she's the world's <laughs> sexiest athlete. I mean, I, I could point to a couple of people right now. I don't think who voted for that? Like, I, I, can, I, I could tell you, like, there's a couple of people going to be running right now that just pretty sexy. They're just pretty sexy women. But <laughs> seriously? So I have this weird thing. And what I realized is, wait a minute. She gets to be unapologetically favored mm -hmm. for being herself. Right whether I agree or not agree. So let's talk about this because nine times out of 10, aren't we hit up with what other people are thinking or saying about us? And we isn't do. that really what's fueling this whole conversation today? Right. Yes. We, we are so consumed with worry about what everybody has to say. And, and it's funny you said that because, you know, over the past two days, um, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, one of the, the Navy carriers, the USS George Washington, was all in the headlines because of all the, the suicides that they yep. encountered with some of their sailors. Yep. So I had the, the honor of visiting them, spending time with them over the last two days, um, doing a coaching leadership um, course with their leadership on the ship. And during one of the courses, classes, their chaplain came on over the loudspeaker and he did um, a, a prayer um, that Mother Teresa had, she wrote. And I don't remember exactly all the words. I got to find it because I said, mm -hmm. I'm going to look for that prayer because I loved it. And the words kind of went like, you know, people are going to talk about you. Let them talk about you. They're going to do it anyway. The times you feel like giving up because somebody said that you couldn't do it, show them and do it anyway. 
And I love how that theme went because we have to realize it doesn't matter what somebody thinks about us. It's all about how we feel, our confidence level, you know, our self-esteem and, and what we think and love about ourselves. That's it. So when you are rejected, when somebody tells you no, when you get turned down, you know what? It doesn't sting as bad because you know that your time is coming. You know that that no just meant next opportunity. You know that maybe that rejection was for your protection because you might have been stuck in a spot where you would never be able to get out of. And now you're like, I should not have done this. And I'm living with regret. So, you know, don't worry about what somebody thinks about you when you're going through this process. Do it anyway, because they're going to talk about you anyway. I just love that. I love that. And, you know, maybe during a break, you can find that prayer. But I think that what you just shared is really important because isn't that prayer really the essence of what we started to talk about? Jesus, take the wheel or let go of the wheel or whatever your version of the wheel is. If you have a death grip on the wheel and your knuckles are white and your hands are starting to bleed, that is a little indication that you are just holding on way too tight. But let's talk about why we do that. Okay, because this is really what we're going to talk about when we come back, because there's a reason why we hold on to this stuff. There's a reason why we're holding on to the death grip, like people that said, nope, you are not going to be in relationship with me anymore. And we're like, oh, really? I'm not good (laughs) enough. You're not what? You're not what? I'm called. You're called to be alone. What does that mean? I mean, we could go through this a million times. Right. But. What we do with this, and congratulations on you for being able to help people. You and I know, we know what mental illness is about. Yes. I am the surviving member of my family. Yes. I am my mom, suicide. My sisters, all three of them. Drugs, alcohol. I watch my beautiful sister, Joyce, throat cancer, cocaine. will do that to you people. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it. I watch my mom, stepmom's heart explode. Mm -hmm. There aren't words for this. But what can we say to those people that don't want that legacy, that can get some help? And here's what I'm happy about and not happy about. I'm happy about the story you just told because we're shining light on mental illness. Right. I'm happy about that. Simone Biles, you know, you're always, I'm always going to have your t-shirt. There's no no question about it. I don't care. I'm going to buy whatever you make. (laughs) I'm happy about that. Mm -hmm. What I'm not happy about is how we're not responding to the call to action. Right. And how, how, how assiduous the nature is. And not everybody has a Courtney control. Um, Courtney, why don't we go to a break? But before we do, let's tell folks how they can find out more about you. Tell folks what you're up to. I like to call you Master Chief. Oh, yes. Master Chief, United States Navy. You know, getting ready for retirement, though. It's very soon in my future, though. I am going to say that. Um, But yes, um, by all means, you know, follow me on my social media. Facebook, Unapologetically Favorite. Um, Instagram, Unapologetically C-A-K. Twitter, uh, the letter U, Big U, Favorite um, Podcast. Um, and yeah, my website at unapologeticallyfavorite.net. It, it, you can you can actually reach everything if you go on my web, my website, including my books, um, my motivational apparel and gift line. I also have that. I almost forgot about that too. I actually still have that as well. And that's doing pretty yeah. well. So, you know, check it out. Be my friend. Tell me your motivational story so we can actually share you for the world to see. So 
Yeah. By the way, I want to say this. One of the hardest things for people like me to learn in my life is how to reach out for help. And what I'm going to say to all of you is Courtney is there to, to for you, for you all to reach out. Courtney is there for you. And that is a thing that I think back on my life that wasn't available for my mom, for sure. Wasn't available for my sisters, for sure. You know, it wasn't available because first of all, you know, even talking about things that had to do with mental health was just like not the thing. Taboo. To do. It was. It was taboo. taboo. And taboo. and if you come from certain families, if you come from certain heritages, if you come mm-hmm. from certain cultures, you don't even say that word. When we right. come back, that's and by the way, that's that is a form of inner rejection. See, right. when you are invisible, you are being rejected. When we come back, how you cope with all of that? That's what Courtney's going to walk us through. She's going to take us on it because you will need to cope with it in this world. Right, Courtney? Let's heal. Let's heal it. Yep. And do not take somebody unfriending you as a life-changing event. <laughs> right. Lydia, let's that was take protection. A, that was protection. <laughs> that was prote- that's protection and redirection. Right. Let's take a short break. Everybody, we'll be right back. One day, I arrived early to meet a friend for lunch. One of the waitstaff welcomed me with a beautiful smile. It was everyday magic. We experience this kind of thing all the time, but it was magical because the smile made me feel happy and content. The Sanskrit word for smile is smitam. It means fully blossomed, fully bloomed and expanded, like an empty field suddenly full of spring flowers. In the same way, a bright smile given freely changes everything. It can warm the heart. It can reassure or inspire or uplift. It can bring joy or lift a burden. Try it for yourself. Smitam, a smile, and discover a little everyday magic. Join me, Sarah Main, on Damayanti, the show for your soul, where we discover everyday uplifting magic together. And check out my website, damayanti.store. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Welcome back to Unapologetically Favorite here with myself, your host, Courtney A. Cottrell, and the beautiful Dr. Pat. We, you know, if you're you're just tuning in, we're talking about rejection. Is it for your protection or redirection? But um, before we continue on, listen, if you aren't doing it right now, check me out on my social media platform, Unapologetically Favorite on Facebook, Unapologetically C-A-K on Instagram, and also on Twitter at the letter U Favorite Podcast. You know, we love sharing stories about motivation and inspiration. You know, both of us are just trying to be who we needed, you know, at a certain point in our life. So we are, we love sharing this platform, but, you know, yeah, we're talking about rejection. And right now, you know, the question is, how do we cope with rejection? Because rejection sends you on your own little personal roller coaster and it can make you feel like you're not worthy, you're not wanted, you're not valued, and it can cut deep. And depending on the relationship from which the rejection came, you know, sometimes the rejection can hurt a little bit more than others, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let, let's just define rejection for a minute, because a lot of people may think, okay, rejection means, let's say, for example, 
somebody has to do something for you. But the word is really used more broadly. Um, And this is why I think earlier on in the show, you talked about rejection, protection or redirection. Mm -hmm. And some people may think, why are you talking about athletes? Why are you talking about (laughs) athletes and rejection? Well, look, clearly some of these people suffered what I consider be rejection in the hands of other people not using their brains very well. You know, I I mean, Devon Allen, 0.001 of a second reaction time. Um, uh, But clearly it's how you take that in. You know, if you lose a race, you're losing a race. People don't always put it under rejection. But there are some things that are clearly in the range of rejection. Right. Divorce. You get to divorce. And if you're not the one like doing the divorcing, you're like the other one. How do you think that feels, Courtney? Oh, listen, because that's somebody again, it goes back to, you know, you have been vulnerable with this person. You have built a strong emotional, spiritual, you know, um, mental, everything that has an all at the end. You have you know, shared that and built that over time with the individual and given all your love. And, and, and I cannot even, you know, I have been divorced, but you know, the thing with that for me was I was okay with it because I just, my, my mindset is a little bit different, but for those who um, are on the receiving end of getting a divorce, Mm -hmm. oh my God, how your life is flipped upside down because in your mind, you probably never saw it coming. You know, you had plans and, 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 and goals and just things to do. And now you feel like you have set, hit the reset button on your life. And what are you going to do now? How do you rebuild? How do you cope? Because if one person says, I don't want you, you're not worthy enough of my love. You're going to think that everybody from here on out is going to feel the same way. So, you know, trying to figure out how to cope. That's the hard part because we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to cope. And I got to really get to something here that uh, that is really important to me right now. And I think probably just because I got off talking to Dr. Krista Lee Crane here not too long ago, there are rejections that affect an entire group of people. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about that. Um, It doesn't look you can you can make a political opinion right now about Roe v. Wade. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a group of people. They're called women. Right. who feel like their bodies is their, are their, that's their right. Then I'm talking about other groups of people that feel like they have been not included in society. Right. Right. I right. mean, and you could look down to color. You could look down to uh, sexual orientation. You could be looking at our, our transgender population right now who right. is feeling highly threatened. Right. Right. Little claws putting that RV Wade thing. But there are people that have experienced this level of rejection their entire lives and still do. I cannot even imagine what that is like, because when the rejection is real, Mm -hmm. like I'm meaning you are now made invisible and it happens within the family unit. I mean, I I mean, I got relatives that are banned from the family. They're just like banned from the family. But there are so many layers of this that people have to deal with. Let's talk about the fact that we have to get at the layers in order to cope and heal. We do. And, you know, and, you know, just to get this out there, you know, I, I just wanted, I'm going to share this. You know, if, you, if you're going through this and you're, you're dealing with the rejection right now, you're dealing with this setback, you know, this emotional 
personal roller coaster that you are on and you're questioning your existence, you know, your worth, your value, your confidence is, you know, a sunk, um, you know, just, just, I want you to just listen to this, you know, the first step that you need to do when it comes to coping with your rejection is to acknowledge where your pain is coming from. Just acknowledge, acknowledge where your pain is coming from, understand where your pain is coming from, you know, and I think sometimes people don't really think they, they might be like an emotional outburst and don't really understand like, hey, the reason you're like this is because you haven't healed these wounds over here. And, you know, I think like subconsciously, maybe you're still thinking about it is it's still weighing on your soul and your spirit and your mental. And you're you don't you're trying to disconnect, but you're still connected because you're having these outbursts. But acknowledge your pain. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself for it. You know, it sometimes the people or the things that we think are good for us, we might not be good for them. And it's okay because you get to a certain point, something fizzles out or it doesn't happen. It's okay. Reframe your mind to know that, hey, you know what? This was my protection from whatever may have been in your future that you were unaware of, or it's going to be the redirection towards what is ultimately supposed to be meant for you. Find your resiliency. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I want to talk about this for a minute because let's tell people what redirection looks like. I mean, I think people have a sense really when we say the word rejection, Mm -hmm. but when we come to protection or redirection, we can really look at that. And it really is, it really is based on what we do after the rejection, right? right? Talk about that for a minute, because even if you move to redirection and protection, you still may have some healing to do. Right. But that, that's where that resiliency piece comes in and trying to find out, you know, what, what is your purpose when you wake up in the morning? What, what is it that, you know, now, you know, it's going to, it's going to, you got to find that, that now that you don't have that happiness that you had, or you thought you were going to get, okay, now let's not put all your eggs in one basket, leave some eggs out for something else. So that, you know, when that basket falls, all them eggs in that basket, just break, you still have these eggs over yeah. here that you can fall on, you know, yeah. and it's trying to find that passion, find that healing, finding that friend, that uh, pressure release valve, so to speak, that you can, you know, go to and just cry on their shoulder and get it out. But then say, you know what, let me wipe these tears off my face, put, put my big girl panties on and go out here and show people better than I can tell them. Because a lot of people are sitting around waiting to see how you react from a situation. And when we are balled up in the floor crying and playing victim because we have felt fallen, you know, they win. They win over us. Don't give nobody that satisfaction. Get up, go out there and conquer life. And I got to tell you, COVID has really opened up the door for a much bigger conversation about how many people have felt rejected how many people have gone through. I mean, that's that that in itself, but I don't think we need to go through the details of that for everybody listening to this to agree that Mm -hmm. you all have been faced with some circumstances in your life that you never would have had to face before. And you have seen the face of rejection time and time again, over and over again. You've seen it. You've had to learn new ways of being. Some of you have, have, have found yourself without a career anymore. You have found yourself without a job anymore. You know, if you're a small business, you're scratching your head right now because you got your notice from the government for your loan, your EI disaster loan. You got your nasty government letter that just came to you very little personal anything in there saying, hello, we're not going to really, we're not going to defer this anymore. You need to pay up. 
And you're right. thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, I'm trying to bounce back. I'm trying to bounce back. And there's something really devastating about the word trying. Oh, there's something the that when you use the word trying, you better, you are really crying. So when you say trying, you're really crying. Right? You know what I'm saying? When you say, I'm trying, you but you're really crying. Right. right? You know, right. Trying is a word that we use to hide the emotional feeling that we have already failed. Right. Right. It's a cover up. And I'm like, and for me, I'm like, when you say trying, I'm like, it's like saying you're almost pregnant. Either you're doing it or you're not doing it. <laughs> Which one? You can't be almost like, <laughs> you know, you can't be almost pregnant. Either you are or you're not, you know, try, don't try, just do. Because the way you start to think is the way you start to act and you start to live and you start to believe. If you're always in that in-between stage, you're never going to be confident. You're always going to be kind of skeptical. So it has to be the black or white. Either you are or you're not. You know, I, I don't I don't really like trying. Well, I'm trying. Like it, oh. But I did find that poem, though. I did find that poem, if you want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear the poem, because then that's going to lead us into a personal story. Well, not per, but a story you're going to share. Okay. Because so I this, love this story that you got coming on here. I, oh, I mean, oh, anytime you want to be talking about potatoes, eggs, and coffee, I'm like, oh, God. but I want to hear what the, the prayer you want to so tell this us was about a it? prayer. Um, it was found written on the wall in Mother Teresa's home for children in Calcutta. And it says people are often unreasonable, un irrational and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you're kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend, what you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight, but create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous, but be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. And the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. I love this poem. I love that poem too. I need to hear that too. <laughs> I want to anyway. uh, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for reading that, you oh, know, yeah. because it is a great reminder of not only certain lessons in the way she lived her life, right? because this is a woman that did not get the support to be doing what she was doing. No. Let's and just be very anyway. clear about that. Right. Yeah, like for like forever. Right. But she did it anyway. Right. But in this world we live in, there are things that we can observe about ourselves. And there's just like this really cool story that you're going to share with us now. Oh, I love this little story. I and love again, this story. <laughs> I thought it was the cutest little thing. And it, you know, and it kind of just makes you think, you know, who are you when it comes down to everything? Who are you? Are you? So the story is potato, egg and coffee. And it says, once upon a time, a daughter complained to her father that her life was miserable and that she didn't know how she was going to make it. And we all have been at that point. She was tired of fighting and struggling all the time. It seemed just as one problem was solved, another one soon followed. Her father, who was a chef, took her to the kitchen. He filled three pots with water and placed each pot on a high fire. Once the three pots begin to boil, he placed potatoes in one pot, eggs in the second pot, and ground coffee beans in the third pot. He then let them sit and boil, and without saying a word to his daughter, 
um, they boiled. The daughter then moaned, was impatiently waiting, wondering what her father was doing. After about 20 minutes, he turned off the burners. He took the potatoes out of one pot. He placed them in a bowl. He pulled the eggs out of the pot and put them in a bowl. He then ladled the coffee out and placed the, the, the coffee in a cup. Turned to her dad or turned to her. He asked his daughter, you know, what do you see? She replied, potatoes, eggs, and coffee. He said, look closer and touch the potatoes. She did, and she noticed that the potatoes were soft. He then asked her to take an egg and break it. After pulling off the shell, she observed that the hard-boiled, she observed a hard-boiled egg. Finally, he asked her to sip the coffee. Its rich aroma brought a smile to her face. And she said, Father, what does this mean? He then explained that the potatoes, the eggs, and the coffee beans had each faced the same adversity the hot boiling water. However, each one reacted differently. The potato went in strong and hard and unrelenting, but in boiling water, it became very soft and weak. The egg was fragile with the thin outer shell protecting the liquid that was on the inside until it was placed into the hot pot of boiling water. Then the inside of the egg became hard. However, the ground coffee beans were unique in that after they were exposed to the boiling water, they changed the water and created something entirely new. Which are you? The dad asked the daughter. When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a potato, an egg, or a coffee? And the moral with this story is that things in life happen around us all the time. They happen to us. But the only thing that truly matters is what happens inside of us. Are you a potato, an egg, or are you the coffee? I love that story. And I love that the story is, you know, talking to, you know, somebody young, because I don't know about you. I've been all three at different points in my life. And I would like <laughs> to think right now on the coffee. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I'm like so many people when you turn 40. I mean, I really did. I went from, I think the egg and I, I really did. I remember this, the potato and the egg thing. And I looked in the mirror one day and I looked and I said, I don't like potatoes and eggs anymore, but I didn't <laughs> quite know what to do. That's right. a transitional piece, isn't it? And that's what it we're is. talking about today. And right. isn't that at the core of what you help people get to? Right. You, you know, instead of, and it kind of, and it kind of goes with, um, I was scrolling through TikTok one day and I came upon an interview with uh, the co-founder of Twitter, Biz Stone. And he started mm -hmm. talking about, it was like opportunities, right? Opportunities. And I am all about opportunities. Um, and I, and it kind of went parallel with what my thought process is when it comes to opportunities. And he said, you know, opportunities can be manufactured. But when he said it, I was like, that, what? That really doesn't, hmm, let me see. <laughs> but it makes sense. You know, we want success in life. We want to be wealthy. We want to be leaders. We want to make an impact. We want to have a legacy. Um, but we don't understand the hills and the mountains that we're going to have to climb in order to get that because we are in an Amazon prime era where we want to order our success on Amazon and have it dropped off on our front porch. It doesn't work that way. And a lot of people miss the blessings in their life because, you know, to get to that, it, it requires work. So, um, you know, when we come back to changing your environment, change your environment, Create your opportunity. If somebody tells you no or you feel like you're being rejected, you know what? Go somewhere else and do it anyway. Go somewhere else and start manufacturing your opportunity. Go somewhere else and be the coffee. That's what matters. 
You can't always wait for somebody to come to you and, and give you what you want. Sometimes that rejection is meant for a redirection because it's supposed to redirect your thinking to say, you know what, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to work on it, create it. You're going to be mad, but I'm going to create it anyway. Yeah. I want to talk to something else and I would love for you to talk to it too, because this is a point that we've made in previous shows we've done together, but I need to bring this point up. Okay. There are points in time in life when you have this realization and you have to look around at who you're in, who's in your world. Right. I don't mean like peripherally in your world, like, right. you know, the people you play ping pong with, you know, <laughs> although I am a little bit fussy sometimes about that. I'm going to see this one day. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. When you get to this place and you have the realization that you're turning into coffee, or you want to be coffee, you will find that as you look in your world, there are some people that you will be bringing with you, and there will be some people you have to decide not to bring with you. Yes. Because if you do not do that, you will turn into coffee that is the most bitter, can't (laughs) drink that stuff, like my dad used to make that mud that a spoon could stand up in. But you see, we've talked about that in previous shows, but it's all part of this as well, isn't it? It's part of the process. And that's another part of, you know, all of this deals with personal growth. All of this deals with, you know, the the positive, the positivity, the inspiration, the motivation, you know, the purpose-driven lifestyle that we all want to have. Um, And rejection is part of that. You know, being successful requires, you know, a little rejection, Um, but when you're going through that stage of rejection, you, you're going to lose some people. When you start creating and, and, and doing, you know, what you are passionately in love with doing, you're going to lose some people because they might become jealous because in their mind, you're not supposed to be doing more than them because y'all are in a relationship, whatever that relationship, you know, makeup may be not intimate. Could be just be friends or family or whatever, but you will find that some people will fall off they will fall off. But we have to remember that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. If I decide to get up every morning and work out and I'm disciplined, I'm obedient, I'm doing what I have to do, I'm going to lose the the weight that I say I'm going to lose, you know? And you can't get mad if you're still in the bed in your sleep. You had the same 24 hours in a day like I did. But that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, this is one of these things that, you know, we can have on an entire another hour in conversation on because the difference between the P and I, and I have to say out front to everybody, just to be clear, the decisions that I've had to make when discovering that I wanted to be the coffee wasn't Mm -hmm. quite the coffee yet. I knew I didn't want to be the egg anymore. And I knew I definitely we're going to have to live with the fact that everybody sees me as a potato. So I'm just, you know, but this decision point where you're so you get that awareness now, mm-hmm. like what is possible for you, you right. get it. You may not know how, but you get it. The hardest decisions I've ever made is sifting through and learning discernment and then having Ooh. the courage to say, you know, I've loved our journey up to this point, but this is what I need in my life right now. Right. I need the support for the decisions I'm making. Right. And it's really hard to be around you when you want me to stay the way I was. Right. 
The hardest thing that anybody could face is when I decided to stop drinking. I never got more people that wanted to give me a drink than, oh, my God. But right, this is really a crossroads, isn't it? And, it you know, Courtney, I know this is at the core of what you do. Right. And it, and not, you know, I, I remember I, uh, and I'm not going to say I had a friend, you know, because with me, I don't think things are ever really done and it over um but you know we were very 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 close um and you know just over time you kind of just outgrow people and that is okay that's part of life's process everybody's not meant to go on a journey with you so if you have to you know cut ties and that even includes with your family it's okay because you have to do for you, you have to cope and, and, and change and, and be the coffee and, um, you know, manufacture your opportunities and understand the word no means next opportunity. Uh, you have to focus on you because people are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to bring you down. They're going to talk about you. But you got to always remember to just do it. Anyway, that's about to be a whole other topic on the show. I can tell you that. Right I, now. I think we have to do that show because <laughs> I think it really is the reason you and I are still alive and well and right. have a vision for our future. Right. I mean. Because we did it anyway. <laughs> we did it anyway. Um, but I will tell you now, I wake up every day of my life in deep gratitude for my best friend, Linda, and mm -hmm. her family who despite how crazy I was when I was younger, loved me, stayed with me, helped me. And Linda's mom showed me how to set a table properly. <laughs> the place settings, yes. <laughs> and that's part of the journey too, isn't it, Courtney? It is, it mm -hmm. is. And that's what we want people to know. You know, life is not going to be easy, but it's all about the ones that surround you at your darkest times. They motivate you, lift you up and add value to your life. So you'll never have to have a moment to devalue yourself. Keep pushing through. Courtney, what a great show. Thank you. Again, please tell people how they can get a hold of you. Yes. And we've already I mean, talked about now like two or three future shows like in this show that we got. <laughs> what show, right? That's why I love these conversations with you. We are like on a roll. This is why we do what we do. But yes, um, if you haven't done so already, check me out on Facebook. I'm on Unapologetically Favorite. Instagram, Unapologetically, the letter C-A-K right after that. Insta or Twitter, uh, U, the letter U, Favorite Podcast. And also check out my website, unapologeticallyfavorite.net. You will find a plethora of things on their past podcast, new podcast, all that good stuff. So please, um, yeah, send me some motivational. I love talking to people. I'm a, I'm a people person. Mm. Yeah. And I want to say to people, you want to know something, you know, what unapologetically favorite is for me. I'm just going to end with this because I know you all are doing it right now. I can feel it. Here it is. You are, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm sorry for being, I'm sorry for being as great as I am. I'm sorry for being favored. I'm sorry for, you know, right. being in the world and being of the world. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We want to help you say, hmm, I'm not thank you. Mm -hmm. I am unapologetically favored. Unapologetically favored. Everybody. I am unapologetically favored. <laughs> so, okay, root for me in my table tennis tournament this weekend. Courtney Cottrell. <laughs> Courtney Cottrell, I'm Dr. Pat. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks for tuning in to Unapologetically Favored. When you stop worrying about what others think and start walking in your purpose, you allow yourself to grow, you discover all the gifts you have to offer the world, and everything begins to shift from uncertainty to possibility. Can't get enough? Unapologetically Favored is also a book. Bring home a copy and learn more about Courtney by visiting unapologeticallyfavored.com. We will see you right here next time. And until then, keep walking in your purpose.